Welcome to Eterna. Keep your dice rolling, your friends close, your monsters closer, and don't let the old gods bite. Hello, and welcome to an Eldritch Dream Games production of the Eterna Podcast. This podcast is made possible by our patrons. From the LCP D&D Podcast, we have Brian Bridges, Tim Demuse, and Wesley Sullivan. From Dustrous and Hexgrid Heroes Network, we have Don Bewley. Also from Dustrous and Action Forge, we have Brian Rafe. From elsewhere on the interwebs, we have Eric S. Pat. And I'd like to thank Eric for joining and becoming our newest patron. So last time on Dungeon Ball Z, I avoided a tornado, found a little hut or cabin in the woods. Uh, it was not uh, full of monsters from an evil corporation trying to appease the old gods, uh, but it was uh, near a little river where you met a Nixie and gained a little bit of information about what had been going on in the area, both up and down the river. As well as uh, Leaf almost drowning. Uh, almost drowned by a friend? <laughs> yes, almost drowned by a friend. Uh... <laughs> it was a friendship attempted murder. It's great. They weren't friends yet. I do this because I well, love you. <laughs> everybody wants to murder their friends at some point, right? More like at all Especially points. Especially Leaf. <laughs> no one can be your friend until you meet them. If strangulation is how they uh, they choose to introduce themselves, that's all. That, yeah, that might be just their thing. <laughs> be friends till you get that out of the way. Anyway, you had at the end of last session just arrived within sight of Gira. This little town is fortified by uh, strong-looking stone walls uh, with uh, defensive towers at, uh, at each major junction. As you approach uh, Brock, you would of course be familiar with this place. Uh, you see the guardhouse outside, uh, which would normally have a person or two uh, within it just to kind of check on people coming in it's nothing big or fancy this town isn't extraordinarily well traveled but it is along a road to the north so uh you you see the guard shack um go ahead and make me perceptions a 25 to perceive the guard shack rolled mine twice first one was a 30 though uh, Brock also got a 30. Okay. I got a 20. All right. So all of you uh, would notice uh, that the guard shack uh, seems quite empty. Um, the window hangs ajar and there's no light within, uh, nor any sound of movement. There's a uh, sign the... that says be back in <laughs> 20 minutes. No. Um, however, those of you that got 30, both Leaf and Brock, will notice that up ahead at the 
uh, main entrance to the, to the town, uh, the gate is closed. Uh, something that is uh, usually only done when uh, danger lies outside, you would know, Brock. Okay. Do any of the guardhouses up there look, or not guardhouses, uh, guard towers look manned? Like, are there people there up on the wall um, or anything that, like, would give an indication that the town is, in fact, inhabited? Or were there, uh, like... Yes, you would notice somebody in the uh, right tower of the gate uh, peering down uh, Brock and Leaf both. Uh, Brock... You would actually recognize this person as Balami, a uh, a old halfling man. Uh, that he he's not a guard, you know that much. But uh, he he was sort of like the crotchety old man that's kind of like good at heart, but he's still kind of a dick. Okay. Um. Brock's gonna turn to everyone kind of at the realization of uh, you know, oh shit, this clearly means there's something outside. Um, he's just gonna turn to the group and he would say uh, it seems that they have sealed the town for some kind of uh, fear of some danger that lies outside. I don't know if that's gonna make it difficult to get in, but it does mean that there is something out here. Well, perhaps all we have to do is knock. I mean, we're not a danger. If anything, potentially we could help against such danger, so... Of course, I was just... letting you know that there was some kind of... Um, thing out here that they're in fear of. Fair enough. It was curious that the guard shack was empty. I uh, I hear that they don't like when that happens. Uh, I'm gonna call up to the uh, the older halfling man in the guard guardhouse. Uh, I'm gonna try not to be too loud with the calling up to him, but uh, you know, just loud enough to get his attention, but maybe not whatever's out here. Uh, if you approach closer, in order to not have to yeah. shout. Um, Balami would take notice, uh, of you, uh, or at least of the movement of several medium people and a large Trent. Uh, <clears throat> and he, he would, which I don't, he'd say, hold! Who goes there? And he'd, like, hold, like, he'd strike up a torch and hold it out of the, uh, out of the tower. Uh, I would use the Starforge to illuminate just the whole group. Say it, it is Brock. Brock? Yeah, yes. Gods, boy, we thought you were dead. Come in, come in. Hey! Morrow! Open the gate! Uh, and you'll hear, like, some relatively heavy footfalls and uh, some clunking and uh, the gate will start to swing open. Uh, as the gate's swinging open, Riley's just gonna, like, lean over to Brock and, uh, say, uh, tell me, does everyone know your name here? I wouldn't think everyone, as I'm sure new people have arrived since 
uh, I have left, but I would assume a good number of people do. As the gate's opening, a, a young but very tall and lanky man, uh, whom you do not expressly like know uh, Brock, but uh, given that the name was shouted and you have seen him before, uh, though he was a bit younger, uh, you kind of recognize him. Okay. I'd approach him. I'd just say we we noticed the the gate was closed. What what is, what is it that you fear from outside? Um come in. You you'd best all get in and get to the inn before uh before anything happens. We'll explain it to you there. Okay. Brock would follow the man. Uh, as soon as you're back inside, Morrow will uh go ahead and close up the uh the gate again. And uh, and he says, you know where the inn is? And it's basically just that big building uh, right inside to the left. You just have to go around it to get in. And he will head back up into the uh, tower there with Balami. Okay. Yeah, I would lead them to the inn that's right there. I assume it's it's only the one. It's the inn. Yeah, the, this is the inn for the town. You'll go, you'll go up. You see that it is called <clears throat> the Shalin Dwarf, not like a uh, Shalin the goddess, like as in made of shale. And you head inside. Uh, you notice that the streets themselves are quite empty, and the inn itself will not accommodate Fox's entry at this point. It's okay. He'll like peek in through a window, just like crouch outside. So when you go in, uh, you see a handful of people, probably eight, nine, plus Lana, the uh, the proprietor. And people will kind of like turn and look at the at the new arrivals, so to speak. Uh, how many how many of the people does Brock recognize? Like I feel like he'd recognize the tavern owner, but he recognizes pretty much all of them, although he's not expressly like hey i'm you know i was real personable with you specifically uh but the, these are all town folk okay and uh as he enters he would kind of you know wave at everyone and he'd be like hello everybody um i've hopefully brought help uh lana speaks up first and is like by the wall keeper you're alive brock and and she like comes out from behind the bar uh towards uh all of you and uh she comes out and she's like shaylin and maximilian they could have swore you were killed so they have returned then aye they're here they're probably at their house um well a, a lot a lot happened in in that time a, a lot's happened here too i, I dare say um what is the situation in the town? There's uh there's some sort of cursed fog that keeps coming about at times. It, it's odd, but if anybody gets caught out in it, they vanish. Um by by vanish, it's compl- completely gone? No footsteps, no body, nothing. Oh, they just they're gone. 
Brock would kind of look to the group at that of like if they have any ideas of what maybe that would mean or any input on you know disappearing fog although we'd heard about it before but this is kind of a confirmation so uh Sean at this point I would like to see if I could make maybe a couple of knowledge local checks one to see if there's like anything in uh folklore or anything from anywhere that Riley has been or read about that mentions anything about a fog that disappears people when they touch it all right um and then I guess I'll mention the second one after I roll this one so the first knowledge local is a oh that's uh 25 um so with your 25 uh you actually know of a of, of a beast that creates fog uh known as a curse veil uh though uh it doesn't seem to necessarily link up perfectly because there's no sign of the people afterwards uh while a curse veil can cause a person to just seem to vanish there usually is a trail and eventually a body uh and they also drive people mad uh if they don't kill them okay so it, you're right it doesn't seem like it quite fits right um yeah. as far as like legends and whatnot uh you can kind of call to mind uh you remember uh something it, it's kind of vague in your memory it was from a distant place to you so it was you know telephone gamed down the line and had a lot of misinformation in it but uh ultimately it came out to something like uh an area had be had become cursed and this fog would wash over the town and every time it did there'd be fewer and fewer people until the whole town was gone uh, and then, like, people returned years later and just found corpses everywhere that were twisted and mauled. But you can't recall any finer details of it. Okay. So the, uh, okay. So the second knowledge local check I want to do is more for personal reasons. I want to see what Riley knows about this inn in particular to see if there's any, like, outstanding or unique features it has. Because I imagine if there is, while this is going on, he's still obviously listening to the conversation um, between uh, Brock and Lana. But he'd also want to like just check out the inn, um, since it's a new location and okay. maybe a prominent one. So that knowledge local is that's a twenty. All right. So uh, you heard tale on the road uh, not too long ago about the Shalen Dwarf and uh, it, its name. Uh, is a bit of a misnomer. People expect it to be owned and run by dwarves of some kind. Uh, but it's not. Lana is human. Uh, and But it, it does seem to have a lot of, like, sort of, like, this rustic mining operation feel where it, it's kind of rough but sturdy and, and, and kind of homey. Uh, there's like pickaxes up on the wall and stuff like not really useful ones just like little decorative ones and whatnot okay. uh, <clears throat> and uh, it it has to do with the town like of it 
like originally being part of a uh, part of a stone quarry that eventually gave way to shale and then a mine. Okay, so that sounds good. So yeah, the, so then while this conversation is happening, Riley's occupying himself by just looking at some of the like mining and rustic trinkets that align the walls. And as he's doing so, once uh, Brock like uh, turns to the party for some guidance and thoughts, that's when Riley will kind of turn and uh, mention the uh, the creature that he remembers hearing in passing and this old myth that he kind of remembers that sounds fairly similar, but he's obviously lacking information. Uh, if anybody has knowledge history uh, at that mention, you can roll that. I have knowledge history. Like always. Uh, 22 on history. 10. 22. Okay, so Leaf, you're not entirely sure. Uh, it obviously wasn't from an area you were from or uh, a story that you had heard. Uh, Adira, on the other hand, you at some point, uh, since this was more recent history, probably while you were perusing some of uh, Clint's books during downtime or whatnot, ha- had read about a more detailed account of uh, this event. It happened in uh, southern Noctis, and... Uh, it was believed, after all was said and done, that a cult of Zonkuthon had some level of uh, interference. Their evil rituals and whatnot are what brought about this cursed fog. Uh, though, once again, like exact details are a bit scarce. Um, that uh, they they believe that it was the the evil of this cult that uh, that brought about uh, the things, which was especially reflected in the corpses that were found that because though degraded they shown showed signs of torture and mutilation okay well she'll she'll mention it she i mean like i I read a book that had something like this in it um was caused by a cult bad people that kind of stuff So how long, then, has this fog been plaguing your town? Uh, about since the, the ring cracked, uh, a few days after, no more. And, uh, Sean, about, so this myth we're talking about, about how long between, like, uh, the, t- the people in the town disappearing and the other people, like, coming to town and finding the bodies much later, what was that kind of span of time? Um, it was a few months. Like, once people knew it was a ghost town, nobody, like, frequented it, um, at that point. So, it it was a few months past. Okay. Uh, Brock would look up at her and ask, uh, he would say, does, does the fog come at the same time? Or some schedule? Or is it random? It seems fairly random, but it has some tells you can if we keep watch we can tell when it's coming that's why uh balami and a few others take turns uh watching in the watchtower for it to come so if we were to go out and look and see if we can figure out what this is then is there a chance that we could 
easily miss these signs and get caught up in whatever this is? Not if you know what to look for. The fog starts more as a mist, thick on the ground, and visible even in the dark, though it doesn't seem to put off any light. It's a sickly gray, and then it builds into the fog. Once it starts, you've only got a few minutes to get inside. And we thankfully haven't lost anybody in a few days. And like right at that moment, you hear ding, 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 ding coming from outside. Uh, she's like, oh, damn, it's coming. Uh, your, uh, your giant friend outside, uh, have, them, have them go to the church. Uh, there's, a, there, there's a storage shed. They can get inside there. Well, if uh, Box is going to be taking shelter there, I should probably accompany him. Whatever you need, just go quickly. I And she'll, like, swing the door open and point where the church is, which is to your north. West. I will usher my wooden buddy. All right. I'm going to go with Leaf. I'm not going to let him and Box be off by themselves. Okay. That's her. She beat uh, Riley to the punch. So uh, once it's clear that she's going to follow suit, Riley will stay behind and hang out with Brock. All right. So <laughs> we can all go sleep in a shed. <laughs> so, you all get into the uh, storage area. And uh, y'all would notice, uh, actually, give me perception checks. Uh, the three that go outside. So box two. 16. All right. Leaf got a 29. Box got an eight. Alright, so uh, Adira, you would notice um, this mist kind of growing along the ground in somewhat random patches. Uh, it's It seems to seep out of the ground regardless of whether it be stone, soil, or uh, grass, or what have you. Uh, you run past the uh, town square through, uh, through the arch and into the uh, area with the church. Uh, and quickly find your way around to the storage area. And it's got kind of like these big barn doors so that they can load in large things. It's It seems like there's a lot of masonry stored in here, but there's enough room for everybody. Is it a fairly big area, the, the storage area? Um, With box in there, it is a bit tight, but I mean, like if he, he doesn't really need to sit or anything, so y'all have plenty of room to comfortably... Uh, rest if you need to okay but it, it's not extremely spacious no i was wondering about where to put mozart and the horse it would be very very tough do you want to break off and try and because there there is like a stable next to the inn do you want to break off and try and get them in there uh yeah if i can i'll put them up before i join please all right Okay, and so like, by by the time you get them in and you're running to catch up with Leaf and Box, uh, you notice the mist begins to like rise up off the ground. I'll probably just grab a hold of the elemental because it's got better speed than me. All right, uh, go ahead and make me a strength check just to hold on. A strength check? Yeah. 17. 17, okay, that's plenty enough. So it zooms you around, uh, zipping... Uh, zipping you around to the other side of the building and and 
you you get in with a few moments to spare before you close the door and the fog kind of just poofs under it faintly but you notice like the mist like that kind of does creep under the door but it fades relatively quickly um which also uh uh adira and leaf actually everybody because uh she did say the wall keeper um go ahead and make me knowledge religion checks that's a 15 nine uh riley's not trained i'm assuming the dc is higher than a 10 so i'm gonna uh not uh, you you could you could get a little bit with a 10 not much oh okay i got a 16 on the hey uh you got a 16 uh you said uh i got a 16 on the die so okay uh brock what did you say i got a 15 a 15 okay so um uh riley uh you would recognize the term wallkeeper it's while you don't know much about the religion uh you know that it's one of the titles of the mother of stone kralizai uh a goddess that has to the best of your knowledge, something to do with stone and buildings. Brock, you're you being already very familiar with this town on top of that, know that uh the only real church in town is to Kralize, although uh she does ex- uh, the they do worship the other gods there as well. Um but the town's the town is very sturdily built. And they they attest that to the teachings of Kralis. She is a patron goddess of like architects and uh, building and uh, stuff like that, where construction is very important and defenses are very important. Everybody's inside. Uh, do you want to do anything while uh, this is going on? I, I guess I just kind of. Uh say we're to Adira it's kind of I, I'm the the elemental that's not something that's been around for long right right um it's been around it since the the fight with uh commander fuckface Man- mansfield um commander uh, fuckface yeah she uh she keeps it around her during the day she dismisses it at night when she calls the eagles all right then i, I mean it's probably a little late, but uh, I, I do like your new friend. I, I don't think I've been properly acquainted. Mm, I don't know if he can even talk or not. Is it? Uh, he just kind of like waving his hand at it, and uh, is it not uh, aware? I think it is. I mean, it follows instructions and whatnot, but uh, unless you can speak gravity elemental. I, I don't know how to talk to it. Uh, maybe that's an endeavor uh, that I, I'll aspire to one day. Um, you can make a knowledge nature check if you would like. Sure. Oh boy, you better put this going to be a big number. That's a 19. Okay. Uh, you would know that gravity elementals are extraordinarily rare. Uh, and... Basically, the only thing that can talk to a gravity elemental without uh, magic is another gravity elemental. Uh, They don't speak an elemental language. Uh, They actually speak with complex, uh, like, gravitic fields and... uh, and Gravitational fluctuations. Yes. 
Uh, but they are they are uh, sentient creatures. Uh, they're not they're not like a mindless construct of energy. Okay. Well, I, I was they, rather hoping they hoping there would be shops in town. I was going to buy him some arrows, but oh, there are like shops in town. When you when you ran through the the square, you could see like uh, storefronts and and little stalls and whatnot. The stalls seemed unmanned, but there were lights in mm -hmm. some of the uh, shop storefronts. Yeah, I think it might just be poor timing on our part. But hopefully, if the night goes well, we'll be able to uh, shop tomorrow. I just want to get him some arrows and stuff. Stuff for him to throw. I, I mean, as far as like the shape of this thing, what's it even look like? Uh, it's more or less a ball, but you can kind of tell subtly that it has like four like almost swirling arms in it. Kind of like a miniature like vortex sort of uh, look to it. Yeah. <laughs> Got a got our, our want or a rock specialist on the job, manufacture him some ammunition. But yeah, he's just saying, <laughs> you know, uh, looking at him, I never would have imagined he had a good throwing arm. Uh, I can't say I've spent much time in the company of gravity elementals. Uh, I don't, I don't know how they do it, but they can chunk stuff really far, really fast, really hard. Well, uh, should be an asset if this fog is as nasty as everyone's making it out to be. Well, I guess we just stay here till it passes so we don't disappear. Okay. Just nod. Uh, I would like Riley. to play with Box and his <laughs> toys. Okay. Yeah, uh, play with Box and his toys. Box immediately begins choking on the smallest one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Can Brock you give is... Box a Heimlich maneuver? Does that work on something that's solid wood? <laughs> yeah, not on this one. Uh, Brock is going to go around to the tavern and just kind of try and get like an idea of the town, like how many people are gone, have they been taking in refugees from the outside, like how many people are actually in this town um asking around uh everyone's already friendly with you so you don't have to do anything special uh uh they've lost probably a good 20 30 people uh uh mr mars the uh one of the few farmers for the town uh is in here in the inn and he said that he can't he he can't really tend the fields anymore because it's so dangerous and he might not have time to get back uh so uh they're relying on food stores that they already have and the occasional nearby animal and some fishing uh but uh they they, they they've lost uh, a good number of people and there's not been many refugees the there was a small handful of them that came in with uh shaylin and maximilian but that was it uh, how long do they think the food stores could last well uh 
because of winter, they're already pretty well stocked. They suspect if they're careful, they could make it last until late spring, maybe even summer. At least for the grain. So then starvation isn't an immediate issue then? No, but it's something that's still on their minds for uh, for the future. If lose a couple more people, then he, uh, it really won't be a problem. Damn <laughs> You're right, Brock. Brock if Garrett. we just go around killing people, <laughs> no, Brock certainly wouldn't say that. <laughs> that is me thinking to myself. There's always a silver lining. <laughs> oh yeah, and then if they just eat the people we kill, they'll have even more food. This well, that's great. efficient. Yeah. <laughs> Man, are they lucky we got here first? Oh boy. If we kill you all, the fog can't take you. Problem solved. Uh, does anybody get curious and like peek outside at all? Absolutely. I imagine that's like one of the first things Riley does. It's just like watch the so-called fog sweep into town. Riley didn't run right. outside and try and fight it. <laughs> I'm a stab the fog. <laughs> Natural twenty. It's fog. Yeah, so I fuck it up, right? <laughs> to shreds, uh, you say. Shreds. Hmm. <laughs> What's that? I um, saved the whole town with a critical hit. Wow, I'm awesome. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay, so uh, you go and like peek out a window or something. Go ahead and make me a perception and a reflex save. That was coming. And the for fun, perception is a oh, fuck you. The perception is a twenty-four, and the reflex is a twenty-six. Damn. Okay. So you're you lean out this window and you see it, and you've never seen fog like grow this quickly or rise this in, like in this fashion. Uh, it is extremely thick. Uh, it just starts as a mist on the ground and then starts to swell. The fog itself, unlike the mist on the ground, isn't expressly visible uh, in the dark without uh, the small amount of light within. But you do notice it in time to shut the window as it starts to rapidly swell inward towards it. But you also notice another another trait of the fog that nobody had mentioned. It smells like cinders, like something burning. Just faintly. You know, not, not like, oh, I'm, you know, sniffing a campfire. Uh, noticing that, Riley will turn towards uh, Lana and say, um, you're not burning something in the back room, are you? Um, well, I've got something cooking. Why? Oh, maybe that's it. Never mind. No, I'm kidding. Um, because I, I swear that the uh, fog almost smells vaguely like cinders. I think we've had a couple people mention something similar. Uh, well, that's but certainly curious. We don't know anything about it, really, other than if you get caught in it. If someone loses sight of you, you're gone. So if you get caught in it, in it, but someone doesn't lose sight of you, 
Are you fine? Well, I guess if you put it like that, it, it makes it seem a bit odd, but we, we've never had anything more than people dashing towards doors to get away from it in that matter, so I'm not entirely sure. It might have to do uh, with time, it might have to do with not being seen. Uh, we're not sure and not really keen on testing it. That's understandable. Uh, tell me, Sean, since uh, it's probably worth asking, either of the uh, the, the creature um, or the myth involving the cults, is there anything about the smell of cinders by chance? Uh, uh, nothing of mention, no. Okay. But to note that the, uh, that, like, your account was probably, like, 56th hand and uh, the written report was still second hand. Uh, yes. It may be missing some of those first hand details. Or it might right. not be. It might not be the same thing. Then, um, well, uh, Brock's meandering around and Riley's half listening to the conversations he's striking up. He'll uh, keep talking to Lana and he kind of wants to see if she knows anything about the, um, the the queen dryad that the Nixie had mentioned to us. If this woman, this creature, is like a, a known entity in these parts. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I mean, I know fairy tales. There's nothing really more than uh, you know stories uh, that people tell their children. I couldn't tell you whether there's any truth to them or not. I know at one point uh, down south the river a bit, there was a, a Nixie, like you say, um, that used to cause us a fair bit of trouble um, on a bad day, but uh, nothing extremely malicious and not much about, akin to dryads, just stories okay yeah um, Riley will just engage with her a little bit and tell uh, a quick story about his party's encounter with the Nixie and all of that um, but he, he's shifting into hearing at this point if uh, Brock's digging up anything with the locals okay is there anything more you want to know Brock Uh, he would he would want to know I guess I would ask any of the people if they had been out in the fog for any like period of time like if any of them had almost been caught or the longest they know of somebody who was out there and made it inside safely um, a, a, a handful of them have been, like, just at the edge of, like, the fog swelling, uh, before getting inside, uh, and, uh, the longest they know of anybody being out there is just a matter of seconds, 
uh, where they actually, you know, aren't vanished completely. Okay. And this is, that's also part of where that theory that maybe it, if, uh, if you keep an eye on them, they won't go uh, sort of thing because, like, they were just a vague shape in the fog and came running out uh, just as it swelled. Okay. Well, then, uh, after he figures that out, he'd just kind of go to Riley and uh, kind of start sharing the information of, like, even telling that, you know, they're starting to run out of food and uh, that uh, about 30 or so people have been missing from the town since these things started. Yes, this is no way for a town to live, that's for sure. It certainly seems dangerous. It would be hard to run a town with an event like this occurring at random intervals. Uh, you will gather over a little bit of time that while when it comes is certainly random, it never seems to hit more than once every day or two. Okay. Well, then never mind. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> now, how long it lasts is random. Sometimes it's a few minutes. Sometimes it's a few hours. Is there any indication on, like, the inside, like, that it's there? Like, is there... Yeah, it, it like, kind of faintly seeps through, like, cracks and under doors and whatnot, but it, it dissipates quickly. Okay, so we wouldn't have to just guess. Oh, okay just to kill the time if she's got anything to drink Brock is gonna sit down and enjoy himself a drink yeah they have ale yeah he's gonna yeah that's a good idea and I I think as uh, Riley sits down next to Brock Riley's going to uh, nudge him a bit and ask so uh, have you asked around about your friends yet are they still here yes as, as far as I know they should be at home well then I'm assuming you'll want to pay them a visit once the fog clears up uh, yes, I would like to make sure that they are still safe after something like this. It, I guess it's hard to know, really. Tell me, Brock, what do you think uh, the chances that we might be able to uh, destroy this fog through glorious combat? Um, the, the fog itself or whatever may be causing the fog? Uh, whatever it may be causing is a less stupid response. Yes, that. <laughs> um, well, both of your your theories seem to have some kind of figure at the end that was responsible. So, I would say it may seem highly likely. Well, then, once it clears up, if we don't turn up any leads in the um, time we're spent locked up in here or the downtime we have thereafter, I'm almost willing to. I almost want to suggest that we maybe gather some rope, um, form a chain, and venture out into the fog the next time it hits. Actually, now that I think about something, uh, just kind of while he's sitting there talking to Riley, 
he's just gonna close his eyes and he's gonna use his uh his tremor sense to see if there's anything actually moving outside in this fog. Uh, go ahead and make me a perception. Occurred to me, that's a thing. Uh, 16. 16. So you're focusing, what do you have, 60 feet? I believe so. Do I have it less than Yeah, 60 feet. Okay, so you can actually see most of the square. Uh, you see the well out there in the middle. Uh, you see the bridge. Uh, you see, the, like, all the rumbling of the water in the river. And, yeah, you do see things out there. It's weird, though. Uh, you see, like, the echo of a creature, but then it quickly fades. And it's more than one. There are several. Uh, they seem to take steps with, like, very oddly, like, they're disbalanced or uh, their legs are weak or something, and you don't get a view of the entire creature. Uh, because, strangely, um, when they take a step, you don't get, like, an echo of their whole body. It's like, you get an echo, it kind of, like, travels up their leg, but it dissipates way quicker than anything that's particularly solid should. So they're either hitting the ground too fast or they're just not hitting hard enough to... Like yeah, it, like a like a solid yeah. It's like breath. it's like they're touching it really soft, and they themselves are relatively in the insubstantial. Uh, when you say there's several of them, is it like there's a couple, or it's just like this fog is just littered with them? Uh, I, I'd I'd say you see a handful, maybe five, six. I feel like with the pattern it'd be hard to keep track but i mean there'd be a difference between just you know like a hundred or just a few right it, it it's not a massive number but it's it's not an insubstantial number uh and they do seem to be medium creatures then as as riley's making kind of his suggestion like brock would just think of like you know what if we could go just fight something out in the fog and just as Riley's talking, he just kind of closes his eyes and pause for a second, and then quickly open them again. And he would say, "You, you, you may have some kind of point of fighting the fog. I seem to see multiple things moving around out there. You, you see multiple things. It's hard to tell exactly what they are. They're not." I, I suppose they're not fully making contact with the ground, but I'm I'm catching glimpses of several some types of creature. Do you think they're ghosts? Brock would just kind of look at, look at him blankly of like, uh, <laughs> see, I do have religion, so I mean, I I might know something about ghosts. Twenty one. How much do I know about uh, ghosts? A ghost would not register this at all. In fact, if you remember back to the Black Keep with the uh, the room with the knife game, uh, you only ever saw the knife when it impacted things, not the uh, ghost that was holding it. Um, Brock would kind of look at him blankly and then just think about it. And he would go, I, I do not think I can sense things that don't at least have some material aspect to them. So, I, I doubt it's a ghost. 
I see. Well, if there are creatures looking around the fog, then we'll certainly have to wait to reunite with the others. Um, especially if they are only uh, partially substantial. Besides, maybe uh, Tava or Leaf have some would have some insight or understanding now that we know that there's creatures lurking out there. It might be true. I do not know their expertise on strange fog, fog creatures. Well, Leaf has a very good understanding of weather, and fog's a type of weather, ergo. Point A to point B. This this is a hard point to dispute. <laughs> Rightly, just like Smiles leans over and clinks his mug with rocks, and then takes a swig like he made a really solid point. <laughs> uh, Brock would just drink as well, just, you know, kind of giving him one. I'm just like, yeah, you're right. You know. <laughs> uh, we're a good duo. I like this. This is a good team up. <laughs> Alright, so uh, the fog will continue on for a fair while. Um, 20 minutes pass and it's still seeping under uh, the thing. Uh, Adira, Leaf, do you have anything uh, you want to do? after this long unless something else happens I guess we just play cards or something all night <laughs> I think I think we'll if fish. they're there for very long she'll uh, like you would see her take it like a deep breath and let it out like she's trying to prepare herself and she'll be like leaf I need a favor from you. What's up? But you have to promise that you'll say no if, if it bothers you, okay? Of course. What's on your mind? So, like my powers. I can control all of them. I can decide when to use them or not, except the one. And I was thinking maybe with some practice, I could learn to have some control over it. And since you've experienced it before, as far as our little group goes, you've experienced it for the longest amount of time. I was rather hoping maybe you'd let me practice on you. Uh, I think I would be willing if it's to your benefit. I, the, the goal is to get it so that you won't have to see anything. Um, but I don't want to scare you, so. I think we're well past that point. <laughs> uh, so, right now? Well, probably not when we're being invaded by killer fogs or anything. Um, but, like, maybe in the evenings in our downtime or something when we're on the road? Sure, that's, uh, that's acceptable. Okay. But if it starts to bother you, you have to tell me so I can stop, okay? Uh, I, I think by that point, I'll probably be on the ground. I, I, no, I it, it doesn't It doesn't hurt you. That, that just happened to me because Taraxis is 
mind is too vast. Uh, I couldn't, it was too much. Uh, but no, typically it, it's, it's just the flashes of memory, like the first oh. time. I'm, uh, I'm allowing a little bit of room for experimentation. If you're truly trying to practice, I imagine there might be some mishaps. Oh, I hope not. But again, it's it's a risk I'm I'm willing to take if it helps. Certainly. Well, I would like to one day be able to walk around without gloves on. <laughs> it's I suppose it's the little things that are really taken for granted. Yeah, I I can't even really shake somebody's hand, so. I don't know. It, it starts to wear on you. I can certainly uh, sympathize. Well, uh, here's hoping that whatever you see by touching my hand uh, doesn't scare you as well. I'm a hard person to scare. Well, I've certainly had uh, not the easiest of lives. With any luck, uh, we'll be on even ground there. Well, unless you got a bunch of, like, daemons running around where you're from, I, I think I'll be okay. Well, that or snakes. I'm terrified of snakes. <laughs> Like Indiana Jones. <laughs> Who is this? Indiana. All right. So, yeah, that's it. That's all I wanted to talk to him about, Sean. You okay. can do DM stuff now if you'd like. So, all right. just real quick, quick question. Uh, how much would it be to buy everyone at the uh, in a round of drinks? You would assume that it's it would be probably about like a, like a couple silver maybe, but uh, it she doesn't seem to be charging for drinks or food. Oh well, that's kind of her. Then for her generosity, as Riley will kill some time by um, telling a story to the inn, he will uh, put five gold on the table to uh, cover some expenses that she's probably handing out for free. And um, he'll uh, tell the people at the tavern at the inn the story of he, he and his guild's encounter with the flying highwayman and how vital Brock was to the success of that assault. As soon as you start that, Brock's just going to be like, stop, <laughs> please stop. This For this particular story, he doesn't overplay it like Brock was the real hero, but he does make it a little less embarrassing for what Brock actually accomplished in that encounter. Okay, then, <laughs> then he might he might let that one slide. But if you go into the whole thing like last time, where Brock was the pivotal, <laughs> no, uh, no, he's going to meet you halfway on this one since you know these people. Okay. Oh, so since now you know that they know, like, wow, that doesn't sound like him at all. <laughs> he wouldn't do anything that impressive. Yeah, Riley's reading the room. <laughs> you caught me. <laughs> um, go ahead and make me a oratory check. Sure. Eighteen. 
noted. Uh, <coughs> so, I'd say your story probably takes another 20, 30 minutes. And it's not long after that uh, that uh, the fog finally starts to kind of fade from under the doors and about three minutes beyond that there'll be another bell toll uh, this one it has like a different kind of cadence to it whereas the other one was just bang 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 this one's like ding 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 and like everybody kind of gives a gives like this uh, collective sigh of relief because Riley finished his story. These guys are jerks. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that probably would have been yes. before. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but yeah, if the story is wrapped up and the fog is uh, obviously cleared up, uh, like first priority is to bid a quick yet humble farewell as I, I think Brock and Riley have to uh, reunite with the other half of the party, make sure they're okay, and then go find Brock's friends. Okay. Brock, are you all about that? Hella. Uh, one thing Brock is going to try to do, though, when they leave, uh, any places that he can kind of remember where these creatures were walking, he's going to try and closely inspect the ground there to see if there's, like, footprints or markings or if these things leave anything behind or what. Uh, go ahead and make me a perception check. I'm so bad at those. A 20. So you're looking around... And, uh, you don't see any tracks. Uh, of course, the town square is mostly made of, uh, flagstone and cobbling, so you wouldn't expect it. But, uh, like, you do notice, uh, something that Riley once said, uh, that it's very faint, but it only seems to be in, like, the area where you saw a couple of these things. Uh, this, like, faint cinder-like smell. As he kind of walks over to that area and examines it, he'd look up to Riley and go, I, I, I can smell the burning. Uh, smell where they were. Maybe these creatures are... are the ones that, that are emitting the smell. Well, it's a, it's a certainly a shame we don't have a bloodhound with us, then. Looks maybe a good substitute. <laughs> Riley chuckles. You think so? We'll bring it up to Leaf, and we'll have Box lead us towards the source of the fog. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Oh, and we venture off, skipping as we do. Box's Probably. nickname back at home was the Nose of the Forest. I think you're onto something. <laughs> 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 Man, I hope so. That'd be great if Box just weirdly had scent for some reason. It'd be all about that. Nostrils or sinuses. <laughs> he just absorbs yeah. the scent. I get yeah. it. It's not weird. Uh, but uh okay, so Brock and uh Riley, you head towards the the church. Brock, you would of course being familiar with this place know that the uh the storage area is around the back of the church. Okay. Uh, are they coming out, or are we just going to have to go all the way to them? Yeah, if the uh, fog's dissipated, I would come out. I'm not going to live in a storage shed. Um, 
So I think as y'all are kind of coming together, probably midpoints about the front of the church. So y'all would possibly take note of uh, the front door of the church uh, swinging open and a head like kind of poking out and looking around to like verify that the fog is indeed gone. Does the head have a body attached to it? <laughs> uh, you would assume, but you're not sure because it's inside. Whoever it is, Brock waves at them. Ditto. It's a... Uh, it's a uh, relatively young-looking halfling woman who you do not recognize, Brock. Gasp. Uh, and she will wave back. Uh, the look on her face is rather quizzical, but uh, uh, you hear something from inside, and she like backs back in and closes the door. When the, uh, the rest of the group gets there, uh, Brock would look at them, and he would say, it seems... Fog is less of the issue and some kind of creature that seems to be hiding inside of it. Did you see something? Uh, vague outlines, nothing more than that. Uh, though it does seem that the creatures smell of uh, burnt cinders or something similar to that, if either of you know anything of that sort. Is there a knowledge check for that, Sean? Like, knowledge smells, maybe? That's right. I got plus three to that that smell. So I got 23 to smell that, by the way. <laughs> oh, it was uh, extra cindery. Um, <laughs> um, go ahead and make me planes checks if you have them. Oh, yeah. I do have that. Roll knowledge metal spiders. <laughs> no. How about a 29? Uh, I'll, I'll I'll wait to speak. Does anybody else have it? Bam. That is not very high. Okay, so Leaf, you are completely unsure. However, um, uh, Tava, you are um, you are familiar with uh, beings from a certain plane, pretty much always smelling like either uh, ashes, cinders. Uh, um, brimstone and whatnot, and those would be beings from hell. Ooh, so we're talking like devils, then, right? Possibly. But there are denizens of hell that are not devils. I don't think a chitin is technically a devil. And then there's like some kind of there are dragons that live in hell too, and shit yeah. like that. Huh. Okay. So. I don't know of any particular creatures from hell, though, that are fog-like. Uh, not that you can call to mind. Or at least not that I can call to mind. What about from the plane of fire? Uh, if there were... If it were coming from the water, you might think. Uh, perhaps because there are beings from the plane of fire that, uh... Or the uh, the intermediary between fire and water that uh, do like steam and stuff, but you would also expect it to be a lot hotter. And uh, they apparently still fish for food, which that sort of thing would certainly not support that life. Right. Okay, so I guess Adira is going to look at them and be like, "Well, it could be a creature from hell." 
they smell like burning stuff a lot of the times. That's not very comforting. Brock would just have a concerned look on his face of like, oh, that's a lot worse than I thought it might be. How difficult is it to slay creatures of hell? Well, the problem with creatures from other planes like that a lot of times is if you quote unquote kill them, you don't actually kill them. They just go back to their plane and then they can reemerge. Um, Cheating bastards. Yeah, so it would be pretty difficult, I would think, if if you're talking about an actual like devil or something. You would probably have to... I don't know. I mean, you don't want to go to hell to fight it. There, I think you could maybe bind them to this plane first, then you could kill them. Mm. Well, I certainly cannot. <laughs> uh... Leaf and Adira, please make me knowledge arcana checks. I don't have arcana. Oh, okay. Uh, I well, barely have arcana. That's a 19. You said make you an intelligence? Uh, 13. That's enough. Um, okay, so the both of you think that uh, if this is the work of some sort of entity, they may be using magic. Magic which may be able to be identified. Uh, and I do believe you both have detect magic. I have detect magic, yes. We do. But I don't have arcana or spellcraft, so. Okay, well, <laughs> then this is all on leaf. Don't right. fuck it up. <laughs> so I guess we're just kind of discussing, it's like, oh, well, I suppose there might be some late magic from it if it's got some sort of planar effect. Uh, <laughs> Riley's just, like, nodding. <laughs> Maybe I could uh, sniff it out with a cantrip or or a sand or whatever they're called for druids. Uh, cantrip's fine. Yeah. All right. So do you, you use detect magic? Yeah. All right. So looking around, there is latent and fading magic. Uh uh, go ahead and give me an arcana. Skadoosh. That's a 13. Okay, so you are not able to exactly identify this fading magic. Um, or its aura, uh, rather. But uh, it, it is kind of all around uh, and fading moderate with a decent amount of speed. Uh... But you notice that near the ground, like, because you can pierce through a little bit of the ground, uh, it holds much stronger. It doesn't seem to be fading from the ground. Huh. And it is uh, the same aura. But otherwise, it doesn't seem like there's any disturbances to it. There's not, like, furrows dug in the ground or anything? No, it, it seems pretty well blanketed. Uh, make me a perception, actually. Like, if, if you want to walk around and look for it. Yeah. 16. 16. You would find that there's a relatively slow-acting gradient, uh, and it does seem to be more powerful near the well. Not in the well, just near the well. Interesting. And I, I guess I'm just kind of like pointing out, it's, it's, it's actually stronger over here. It seems like the general auras concentrated around the well and I, I just kind of like lean over and peek down the well and see 
like you said, it's not in the well, so I'm assuming I don't get anything, but it just kind of like right. peeks down and sniffs around with the spell. Uh, you look down and I mean, there's just this general aura. Obviously, the fog was in there when it was here. Uh, and, but it doesn't really seem to be particularly like thick in the well itself. Uh, you can't tell an exact pinpoint, uh, but you you're guessing that the epicenter is somewhere slightly to the on the map to the left of the well but you're you're not able to like narrow it down to a five foot square or anything it's just like okay then i i just I, he's doing his best to pantomime what he's seeing to like everybody else that's walking with him as he uh investigates this heart and he says it seems like uh it, it leads over this way. It's like, Brock, you, you didn't happen to see these things sink into the ground or any ideas? He would think, uh, Sean, they didn't actually, like, go into the ground. They just... No. Okay. Yeah, uh, he would think for a minute. He would say, no, it's it seemed that they were moving kind of erratically on the, the ground, even difficulty walking it seems they were very weakly touching the ground and uh did did you kind of like voice already that it's it's probably not ghosts just due to like the castle shenanigans uh he had voiced it to riley hadn't voiced it openly here uh, but uh maybe it's a spirit um which at that point he would reiterate to uh, Leaf that he'd already told Riley, uh, he would say, I, I do not think I can sense things that don't have at least some physical aspect to them with my abilities. Well, uh, I'm not sure how to proceed. This is uh, certainly a conundrum. Um, I... If I could... Uh... <laughs> Point out an option laid out by our wonderful leader here. He would motion to Riley. Uh, he suggested we tie ropes to ourselves and wander out and fight it. Oh yes. Should the fogs uh, swing back arounds before we dig up anything else? I suppose that, that's a uh, that's the ultimatum I would pose. That sounds awful, <laughs> doesn't it? Well, depending on what they are, if they are from another plane, just keep in mind that that might not do a whole lot of good. They may simply go back for a while and then come right back. Which is well, why it's probably prudent for us to use our time before the fog rolls in again to uh, move around town, talk to some people, do some more investigation, and see what we can't take up. Uh, and And with your very large knowledge planes that you made earlier, you would know that Barring a few particular types of outsiders, most of them don't have a super easy time getting here or back. Uh, so it is, it is a matter of, uh, like, especially, like, lesser outsiders, they are usually summoned by something that, that is, is true, but if these beans came through because the ring broke, the rules may not be applying as they normally would. But if it was like a one-time open door thing, like the door opens, they ran through, doors closed now. 
Maybe. Hmm. She's working off the assumption that the rules are all out of whack right now. Oh, uh, as they're kind of standing there mulling this over, Brock would uh, look to the two who don't know that he's about to go look for his friends. He would say, uh, it, it seems I've discovered where my friends could possibly be, though. So, um, you can continue to investigate here if you like, but I'm going to go see if I can find them. Hey, Brock. Yes. Do you know if there's anybody in town that sells uh, weapons and armors? Do I know anybody in town who sells weapons and armor, Sean? Uh, there is a blacksmith. They don't focus on arms and armaments, but they are capable of uh, providing such. Uh, there's also Weiss, the general store owner, um, who is actually probably just a few doors down from where y'all are standing. Uh, then Brock would direct her to both of those places. There is there is a general store. He would point at it, because it's probably right there. And then he would say, um, and there is a general blacksmith, and he would kind of point to where that shop is as well. Awesome. Thank you. Adira is looking for arrows and sling bullets. Okay, so that would more likely be at the general store. Awesome. So you're you're saying Adira again? <laughs> Just pointing oh. that out. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm never I'm never gonna do it right if you don't do it right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah, Brock's gonna wander off and where they live. Although does he know where they live? Would this have been a place that they acquired after he left? Um, you know there was a place that they were renting when you were okay. here last. Okay, but then he'll I'm go not there. Sure if... Okay. Uh, before Brock leaves, Riley's going to tell him to pass his regards to the two. Um, I will do that. Alright, so it's just Brock going to check on them? You don't happen to need company, do you? Uh, given how unsafe the town is? I mean, I suppose the fog creatures are gone. It's, it's up to you. I'm, the town isn't very large. I should just be right over there. I'm kind of point down one of the major streets. Keep my ears open for girly screams, then. <laughs> <laughs> Brock would just sigh and Walk away. <laughs> Sick burn. <laughs> Got him. All right, so Brock, you head off towards uh, the place you think that they are. Um, Tava, you go to the general store, <clears throat> which does have a light inside. Right, it would seem... Okay. Do they sell arrows and sling bullets? Uh, once you go inside, uh, yes, you will find that they do sell arrows and sling bullets. Um, uh, and the proprietor, uh, Weiss, um, is a tiefling. One with, uh, this very sort of, like, grayish, like, light gray s skin, uh, and a singular, uh, horn, 
uh, coming out of the front of their head. It's relatively short uh, compared to some tiefling horns, but... Uh, Do I need to make a planes check to know what kind of tiefling he is? Uh, you can. Go ahead. So that'd be a 24. Um, looking at him, uh, you would assume that if he's not, like, one of the sort of, like, general style of tieflings, he might be, um, he might be a type of hellspawn, but it's not expressly clear. Okay. So, like, she doesn't really care. She's like, hello, uh, I was told you sell things. And I need arrows and I need sling bullets. Do you have those? Ah, uh, yeah, I've got sling bullets. I've got arrows too. Uh, a short bow, long bow, um, bolts, you name it. Um, oh, that's a good question. Let's go with short bow arrows. Um, just because my friend here is rather small. Um, uh, he like leans to look behind you. And it's just like, oh, what the hell is that thing? Uh, a gravity elemental. All right. It's a very good shot, though. So, uh, uh, I suppose. how many arrows and sling bullets come in bundles? Uh, 20 a bag, 20 a quiver. Okay, so uh, let's do two of the arrows and two of the sling bullets. Right, that'll be eighteen gold. Okay. Which, uh, even as long, like as relatively short a time as you've been here, you know that's fucking not cheap at all. Yeah, that's, she don't care. That's really high. She don't. She really don't care. Oh, no fuss out of you. That's something I've not had to deal with in a bit. Um, well, he needs ammunition, otherwise he's going to be really useless if we have to start fighting fog creatures. So. Fog creatures? You think there's something in it? Hmm. That's, that's the theory we're going with at the moment. Well, I, I suppose I wish you luck. That's, uh, a few others have thought that they were going to go out and deal with the folk and uh, they, they they never came back. So. Yes, we've been told. I think Riley wants us to tie ropes around each other or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. If you think that'll help. Well, I think it's more likely to get all four of us disappeared at once, but, you know, he's the leader of the guild, so we're going to go with his plan. Uh, can I get your name? I put it on a nice rock for the graveyard. <laughs> uh, don't worry about that. I was already... I started out dead, so it's fine. Okay. Got to say, that's probably one of the weirdest things I've ever uh, had a customer tell me. I'm a weird person. People get used to it. But uh, thank you for the ammo. I, I understand that sentiment, and you're welcome. 
and she will take her little gravity elemental and leave. And uh, she's going to load him up with sling bullets for the time being. All right. So you dump out the bag of sling bullets around him and like they just start orbiting. So Brock. Yes. I think that uh, Shailen and Maximilian would be. And to further reinforce uh, that thought, you do see uh, a wagon outside, though it, it's not the wagon that Maximilian had before. You would probably assume that that's smashed somewhere in Starlight. Uh, it's small, it's simple, but uh, it is there. Uh, well, he would knock on the door. The door will open and Shaylin will be there. Uh, and she'll just like kind of like look at you for like a second and then like register that it's you and her eyes will go wide. She's like, by the gods, Brock, you're alive! And like hug you. He would hug her back and say, I am I'm glad to see that you are safe as well. Is Maximilian also here? Yes, he's here. Um, come in. Uh, and uh, I need you to make a will save for me. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> that's, that's not a good sign. Uh, 13. Okay, so you walk in and you see Maximilian and he he's obviously injured. Uh, he, he, he both of his arms are in like slings and casts uh and he's he's sat down uh with a with a bandage over one leg uh at the table and he kind of like wheezes out hey <clears throat> rock it's good to see you <clears throat> uh Brock is quickly gonna run over him, uh, run over to him, and uh, I'm gonna attempt a hill check to make sure you know, like, I don't know, all this is done properly. Okay. Like, because you said he's got casts and stuff on, but I don't know, he doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't seem all right. Ten. Uh, it looks fine to you. Like, uh, you don't see anything wrong. Uh, he's just gonna kind of look between the two, uh, you know, like with a kind of like curious look, and be like, "What? What happened to him?" Uh, he was he he got a couple of injuries from uh, from Starlight. What what happened back there? By the way, you just vanished. Uh, he's gonna pause and kind of think for a second kind of like the best way to explain this and he looks up at her and it's just like um well me and the other group I was traveling with 
were taken by the gods to another by the gods. another realm I I think we were we could we could see but we weren't here They saved us. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're alive. Do you know what happened? What What were those things? Uh, I don't know much, but they seem to be some kind of creatures that are invading our world from somewhere else I'm actually I'm actually on a on a mission to try and fix that to fix starlight uh to to fix all of it send the things back and make sure they can't come back how can we help um have you seen any artifacts of great power that might have been laying around? Um, I, no. Uh, I mean, there's a Stone Mother's altar in the church, but that, that's not an artifact, really. It's just important. I was told that I must seek something from my past, and, well, technically, it wasn't long ago, but this is my past. So I'm I'd... sorry, Brock. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, Max, can you think of anything? And like, he he thinks uh, for a second and just shakes his head. It, it obviously hurts him to talk. Uh, does it seem weird to me that he's like still this injured? A little, yeah. Um, you imagine it has to be very bad for the uh, for the priestess. Uh, not to have been able to heal him by this point. Uh, would the priestesses here be like actual like clerics and such, like actual magic healers? Um, to to a degree, yeah. Uh, they're not like balling on levels or anything. They would have had access to magical healing. Yes. Hmm. Uh, he would he would look at Maximilian. I think maybe Leaf should take a look at you and see if he can help you in some way he has been known to kill people uh go ahead and make me a perception right quick we always ask for the thing that i'm the worst at yes plus 12 is your worst i'm sure a 23 a 23 um you would notice that there's sort of this like awkward pause um for both of them before they respond uh, they both agree uh wholeheartedly but it it almost seemed like you know it took them a little too long to process it's it, it's weird and off-putting i would kind of look at them confused is say is there a reason that they shouldn't look at you no is, is there a problem no none at all well, how long have you been back in town? Um, probably just about 
a week. So were you not that familiar with the fog then? We had a little trouble with it our first time coming in. Uh, we were a- able to get Max inside, but uh, he, he tripped and fell and uh, I was able to get him inside uh, before he vanished. Do you uh, do you know anything about it? Uh, me and the rest of the guild intend to possibly kill it, or at the very least drive it away? Uh, go ahead and make me another perception. Uh, 18. Okay. Uh, she'd say after uh, a moment of of thought um well the the others don't seem to know much themselves but we uh we think there might be something in the fog uh, brock um, would kind of nod he would say i i had this, the same thought have you seen them uh well um his, his injuries weren't uh he tripped and fell, but there's no way he got hurt as much as he did from that. We think something attacked him, but he can't seem to remember. Just pain. Remember whether or not he was attacked? It all happened so quickly. Um, he he knows he was hurt, but he 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 doesn't remember seeing anything. You weren't able to see any of them. Uh, I, I didn't. I was I was too focused on him, and the fog was so thick. It, I I didn't see anything then, but uh, and she pauses for a moment. Uh, give me another perception check. Six. She has another sort of like absent pause. And uh, uh, says, can I, I do like a sense motive to see if like if she's doing this to hide something from me, or maybe this is unintentional, sure. or. A nineteen. Uh, she doesn't seem to be uh, lying at all, but you really can't tell. You don't know if, if maybe like you know, stress has gotten to her. If she's uh, just like having like interrupted thoughts or or what's going on, you're not entirely sure. Okay. Well, then he would still listen intently, although he's going to try and pay attention to that to see if he can notice, like, a pattern with her stopping and things um, like that. But a- after the fog was gone, I did notice uh, notice something one night. I don't know how to describe it, but I can show it to you um, soon, if you'd like. Uh, she would, or he would He would nod. He would say, uh, yes, if you, if you have anything that would help. Yes. Um, uh, whenever you'd like me to, I can I can show you where it is. Uh, I can show you now if you'd like. Sure. Is it here? Okay. Uh, Max, we'll we'll be right back. Um, and she she goes over and she puts like a a new cloth on his forehead and stuff. He doesn't seem particularly feverish, but it is. Uh, uh, he he is sweating a little. And she will uh, lead you out the door. Uh, as they're leaving, he would ask uh, where. He would just be like, where exactly are you 
Where are we going? Is this inside uh, the city or? Uh, yes, it, it's inside. Uh, follow me. It's it's back towards the bay, and she'll lead you along like that northern wall. Uh, towards towards the the relatively small lake that uh is there with Gira. Okay. Well, he would follow. All right. Uh, what is the rest of the group doing right now? So I imagine that once uh, Brick and Ta- uh, Brock and Tava kind of uh, ventured off, that's uh, Riley and Leaf might investigate the well a little bit. Um, Riley's going to like walk over to the well and kind of peek over and then like hold out an open hand behind him. And without looking at Leaf, just say, Leaf, rock me. <laughs> he assumes the mounting position. Uh... <laughs> So he leaf leaf just kind of like looks at Riley for a second, and then he puts his hand behind his back and he goes, "Box rock." <laughs> um, make me a perception check, Leaf. Do you want me to use box? It's, it's okay. It's okay. No, no, that's a nat one. <laughs> so it's well. So you're you're over there. You're like looking at uh. You're like waving your hand behind you, and you just feel this. Like, like you get like a fucking in your outstretched hand behind you, you get like a fucking like sixty pound fucking <laughs> flagstone put in your hand, and you just. <laughs> <laughs> Riley looks behind him at the loud crunch. <laughs> just staring at the rock on the ground. He's like, okay, okay, maybe I should get it. And, uh... <laughs> Leaf, are you trying to overcompensate because Brock's not here to give me a rock? Yeah, he's he's a rock expert. Um, so I I, I don't know. I'll, I'll like reach over to where like box pluck the bigger rock out of the ground and see if there are any smaller remnants or shards from the uh, sudden excavation. Oh, never mind. There's one right here. Riley leans down and picks up one from next to the well. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And uh, he uh, chucks it in the well to get a sense of how deep it is. Uh, you, it, it's not super deep. I mean, you're right next to a lake and a and a stream, uh, so probably like fifteen feet, probably. Okay. And beyond that, of course, you're unsure. But that's where the water level is. All right. So there is a watery curse splash. Yes. Great. Right. Well, that solves that. I guess we're not diving into the well to continue this investigation. Riley turns towards Leaf. Um, what do you say we go check out the church and talk to the kind people there and see what they know? Maybe bounce some ideas off of them? Uh, are, are, who, who uses the well most often, do you think? The church? Well, I'm sure plenty of people use it to drink water. Yes thinking for more more practical persons i don't imagine the forges or or like any craftsmen would be quenching their forges or then just trying to think of anybody who might notice anything different around here strange activity alike that's fair though if uh members of the church have any magical inclinations perhaps you can share your findings with them from the looks of this place i'm not sure if there's any sorts of wizards or arcanists lurking around agreed so shall we? 
I believe we shall, unless you want to wait for Tava. I don't know how long her shopping expedition will take. Probably by the time you're done with this conversation, she'll be coming out. And scene. Oh, well, that's convenient. <laughs> Riley waves. Yeah, I'm oddly convenient. We were just talking about going to pay a visit to the church and bounce some ideas off of them. Okay. Great. I mean, we venture off to the church. <laughs> if these are beans from hell, maybe somebody from the church will know something about them. Kind of my thoughts as well. Onward, mighty steed. You're talking to yourself, Sean. Of course I am. So y'all go back to the church. Uh, and while y'all are doing that, I'm gonna uh, do something with the, the Brock here. Um, hmm. So, uh, Brock, uh, Shaylin leads you to the uh, to the bay. And uh, looking around, like, she walks over like to that hex that's right beside the or right under the corner of the tower and kind of like goes over and is like it's right over here like in that in the water no not in the water like um on the, uh, the uh southeast facing corner like in the like right on the edge of the yeah is she like wanting me to look into the water or am I looking at something else? No, it's like around the corner of the wall of the uh, thing, like in that little alcove, a little triangular piece of dirt that would be right there. Uh, well, I mean, it doesn't have a reason to suspect that this is her trying to murder him off in the weird corner. So he's going to go look at it. Uh, when you round the corner, make me a will save. I like this. No, it's like the good kind of will okay. save. So here, here, here's the thing. <laughs> I have, uh, I have that, that trait that lets me re-roll a, uh, a save once per day. I mm-hmm. think I'm, I think I'm gonna use that to replace that three with something better. <laughs> Only in it. That's, uh, that's a twelve total. That's not gonna pass anything. All right, we're going back to the other group. <laughs> oh, okay, guys. I guess I'll just leave. To thank I'm, you, could I'm have been dead. hanging out with Leaf. <laughs> yeah, nice gaming with you. It's been actually, fun. Actually, now that I think about it, that's probably a good place to call our break. Uh... <laughs> okay. Then just... I'll, see, I'll, see, I'll see you guys when we get to the evil part. <laughs> <laughs> so are your will saves like Riley's fort saves? Is that what's I mean, going they're, on? They're four. That's not awful. It's just it's... I rolled a three and an eight. <laughs> Yeah, that's bad. I mean, they're not. That's it's not four isn't amazing, but it's better than you know, like you're right. It's better than that. it's better four than three other save. numbers. Four oh. is my best save. Yeah, let's see, it Riley's best save is an eight. So that's yeah. Huh. Well, there's a <clears throat> there's a myriad of things that I'm imagining are about to happen to me. So if we're doing break, I'm going to go refill my drink and try to find some food. Worst of all is her pushing him into the water. That'd be funny. <laughs> Push. He'd flail around and then sink to the bottom. Just one quick shove and then she stands there at the edge of the water like, huh, I didn't think it'd be this easy. 
Oh man, we'd never know either. <laughs> Brock would just be at the bottom of the ocean or the lake. <laughs> Good news is he can hold his breath for a long time. What's the bad news? Uh, he can't swim. You, I, I, you've seen his abilities. He can flail. <laughs> I've, I've seen his abilities. Didn't did you get a skill point in swim? Did did you take that when we leveled up? I, I think I might have. I want to say I put a point in swim. Maybe. I could be wrong. I'm wrong a lot. Uh, I do, in fact, have one point in swim. Yeah. You got I, this. I get plus one. Uh, while we're on break, I'm going to hunt down some food, maybe. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I will be right back as well. Hi, everybody, and thanks for listening to this episode of the Eterna Podcast. If you're interested in the goddess introduced in this episode, Kraluze, you can find a link to her information page in the episode description. I'd like to shout out Kim Metzger, that, that's Metzgirl on Twitter. She is the driving force behind the design of Kraluze. Go check her out on Twitter and check out some of the projects she's working on. Thank you very much for listening again, and let's go into the outro. Hi, this is Tracy, the voice of a deer. I would like to take a moment to tell you about a new podcast. It's called Dustress. We have a pre-colonialism Native American, a Old West gambler, and a modern day teenager from Detroit. Dropped off in a brand new world full of magic and absolute chaos. I am the DM. I will try to wrangle them and guide them as they make their journey across this world and maybe learn some new things and right some wrongs. If you like high magic fantasy, this is definitely a world for you. You can find us on Twitter at Dustress Podcast, and we hope you join us there and in the Discord. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. My name is Don. You can find me do other tabletop RPG podcasts over at HexgridHeroes.com. I'm currently rebooting a Starfinder campaign, and I'm the voice of Pokemon trainer Cory in Pokemon Seichao. Over there I also sit down with a couple of my friends and we discuss how a horror movie can be used in a haunted house setting. If you'd like to hear me talk more about horror movies, I also do a horror movie review podcast over on the Necropodicon Network. It's right there in the name, How to Survive a Horror Movie, where we talk about movies like Legion, Hush, and Quiet Place, and we talk about how the people in the movie could have survived this better, and what would be our perfect sequel. That's all for me for now. You never know I'm going to have another project, so follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Don Buley. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to this episode. I'm Brian, I run Action Forge, a tabletop RPG YouTube channel where we dive into all sorts of topics. If you want to learn more, head over there and check it out. Also, if you want updates on all my various projects and some awesome tabletop RPG memes, go ahead and check me out over at Twitter where I'm at Action Forge. You go into a mining settlement called Fillmore's Crossing. It's about 30 miles outside of the control zone. Do y'all know what the control zone is? Of course we do. Oh, of course Naturally. I know what the control, control zone is. I mean, control, like, of course we know what the control yeah, zone is. You guys, you zone guys probably the, like wouldn't. the zone. Guys, where you get I fucking hate both of you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Some weird stuff's been going on in Fillmore's Crossing. We just got word that three days ago, Elma's wife, she tore the three kids limb from limb. 
and doesn't remember doing it at all. Sounds like it's like the, the Wild West out there. <laughs> <laughs> LCP D&D is an actual play D&D 5e podcast. Our current adventure is set in the Wild West and features magic, orcs, vampires, and an all-original soundtrack. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, and CastBox. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and even hang out with us in our Discord server, LCP D&D. If you'd like to become a patron, you can find us on patreon.com forward slash eldritchdream. We have a bunch of rewards for Dustress and Aeterna involved. You can also join us in the Hive, that's our Discord, linked in the episode description. You can also find links to our Tee Public, where we have tons of designs for various types of merch. Hit us up on Twitter or Discord. We love to hear from everyone and enjoy making new friends. And until next time, everybody... May the Elder Gods haunt your dreams.